This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. color out of space ladies and gentlemen welcome to the latest movie microscope my name is nick nunziata and i am your gracious host alongside me the burly and rough and tumble justin waddell justin how are you doing i'm not sure that burly is a, a good word to describe someone burly what is that like, like tough big yeah like no like like brutish like badass like toughy. muscled well but kind of like big like Barrel chested, that's yeah, I mean, like a mesomorph, like a barrel stomached, yeah, like an like a you know, like a mesomorph who likes to throw throw down burly, yeah, like a badass burl. Congratulations, you're the first one that's ever called me burly before. Not burly for dinner, that's for sure. Never call you that. <laughs> um, so welcome, folks. It's the movie microscope, it's a show where we zoom in, um, we we take a movie and we disintegrate it and we run as fast as we can in the other direction. We glance over our shoulder to see if there's anything left that makes or breaks. <laughs> so if we were talking about, I don't know, frozen assets, we would not be talking about the scene where perfectly room temperature cum is everywhere. We'd be talking about the little moments. Okay. Ted Danson? Oh, I don't know. Who's in it? I don't know. Frozen assets. It's a sperm, sperm froze. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I know there's a lot of sperm bank comedies. Yeah. That's a genre. Yeah. Think of some. Um, Inside Man. <laughs> For a while. And then it's Outside Man. Um, what else? Th- didn't the, the, didn't the uh, Broken Lizard guys have something to do with a sperm bank heist movie? There, wasn't there like a Will Smith one? Hitch? No. I, I'm, think, I'm trying to think. There are though. There are sperm bank comedies like J- Jason Bateman and Jennifer Anson had sort of like a. I don't remember. Wasn't really in a sperm bank, but they had like a frozen sperm but bank. Did, am I drunk? Thinking that the the switch or something. That was with Jimmy Smits. That's just switch. Oh. Um Did uh? Didn't the Broken Lizard guys have a sperm bank movie they were working on? Yeah, probably, but they didn't. It didn't come out. Yeah, I think it did. I think it did. I don't think they directed it or anything. Oh, were they in it? I need to know. Has there ever been a good a good one? There's no way. You do need uh, to know. Shelley Long and Corbin Burns in his frozen assets. Of course. <laughs> Corbin Burns still killing it. He's I saw him show up the other day at something something. 
I don't think Shelly Long's around though. I love her. I used to love her. To you say, do you have a huge crush or something? I, I mean, it's sort of a crush, but I just loved her. What did you like her in? Just Cheers. Um, or did you dig her in? I just um, dug her. What was the one? Her big like Troop Beverly Hills or something? Wasn't she in that? Uh, yes, she was. I'm trying to find this uh, sperm. <laughs> Enough said. The Baby Makers is that it? That sounds right. Yep, sperm bike, sperm bank heist movie. Heffernan, Paul Schneider, Olivia Munn. Yeah, oh. Heffernan was in it. Wood Harris, all the all the bigs. Nate Faxon, who they got a movie they directed just coming out. Faxon does, right? Don't they have a big movie coming out like any second that he's directed? Yeah, the the remake of Force Majeure. Yep, that's right. Called what is it called? Frozen Assets. A uh, little brown wall to start us off. Hey, hi brown wall. He, what is that movie called? That remake. I keep seeing it everywhere. It's called like Falling Down or something, but not something like that. That is a good brown wall. Yeah. So, guys, if you got, you know, the in, little inside baseball. Yeah. If you hear brown wall, it means we're recording this at a reasonable hour. Right. So, good on us for actually doing that. Yeah. Because normally it's in the Wii, and we can't do shit because there's no pissing and shitting going on in the house. But right. here we are. Now, when I use the facilities, um, oh, it's called downhill. That's what the that's what the Will Ferrell, Julia Louis Dreyfus remake of Force Majeure is called. Hi, Downwall. <laughs> but when I go number one, right next to us, uh huh, and number one only, yeah. Do I do I do Brown, does Brownwall activate? Yeah, yeah. So that that's the that's side that's that's on the side of Brownwall. It's a side zoom. Does it sound different? No, it sounds awesome. So, uh, folks, we're here, and uh, we're doing a movie that, uh, once again, a lot of fan mail, people have been begging. Yeah. So we're doing one that's current, a 2020 film. Can you, they're asking, they said, can you give this movie the microscope treatment? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We need the definitive statement on it um, before it gets too late. This is a 2020 film I thought it was released last year. It's considered a 2020 film. We cannot. I we, I'm failing at the first partial zoom. Yeah, I think it's a 2019 no, US a release. It's a 2020 film. Really? Yep. It may have done festival shit. Yeah. But I believe it's a 2020. I'm gonna look it up. And it's in the running for the best of the year. I don't know how many I've seen. You're already shitting on it. I don't think I've seen anything else this year. Did I? I'm sure I have. Oh, it's fucking almost March. Yeah. We didn't see um, Emma yet, though. That's true. Snack and neck for it's my me. girl's in it. Emma or this? My girl's in it in Emma. Oh, I love her so much. Chomsky. Taylor Joy. Oh, Anna. Oh, you, oh, it, yeah, yeah. That's you know that's how I that's what my favorite comedians do. Taylor Joy. Mm-hmm. For you, when they're on stage. I'm already starting off strong. Yeah, I'm. I'm just scrolling through uh, 2020's film review releases, and IMDb has this as tagged as 2019. All right. Uh, Wikipedia had it as 2020, so we'll just split the difference and call it 2018. <laughs> We're talking about the color out of space, dog. Yeah. Richard Stanley's latest in a stream of constant work. We got Nicolas Cage. We got <laughs> Joelle Richardson. Is that her? I, I thought it was Jolie. 
I'm going to just pronounce it my way. Is it Joelle? Joelle. I'm calling her Joelle. Natasha's sis. Rest in peace. Vanessa Redgrave's dot. Dot. Yeah. And uh, the other Redgrave. There's another Redgrave. Well, there is. Vanessa Redgrave and... There was another Redgrave. There's there's a series of Redgraves. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, based on H.P. Lovecraft, it also features Thomas Chong, variety of others. Yeah, Tommy Chong's in this. Yeah. Looking duff. Looking real good. So... This is one of those films that had a little bit of that film Twitter buzz behind it. Played festivals. I didn't say that. I said it's one of those ones that people All felt right. comfortable championing because it would make them look good. All right. And it also uh, did, lived in lived in the somewhere in the batshit world uh, between like a you know, the Mandy and stuff like that, where it's 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 good pickings. It's hard to get in trouble for liking this film. People. Uh, Really liked Mandy, which I didn't see. He was great in Homeland. Um, did he die? He's no, still he's, on the show. He's still on it. I thought he was going to die in the last episode. Spoiler. Um, he's still he's, he's still sharing this uh, screen with uh, Claire Danes. Of course. And then, and don't tell me, but my man Rupert Friends all over that, right? Uh, he's busy. Excuse me. His character's busy. <laughs> but I told you I sent you a text yesterday. Yeah. That not only was an epi- the uh, third episode of the season directed by your favorite, Keith Gordon. I love Keith Gordon. But it also featured my boy, Linus Roche, mm-hmm. famous for the Chronicles of Riddick and the Anchor ad that I used to play on here. You used to? I have replaced it this morning. You got a new one. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it featured Bo Bridges looking seriously, Bo. They hired Bo Bridges for Homeland? Oh, yeah. Must be nearing the end. He's a president. He's a Must president. be nearing the end. Is and it then, over? Is this the last season? And then they got Elizabeth Marvel in this shit. I like her. I, I do too. Wait a minute. Tell me, is this the last season? It's the last season. That's why you hire Bo. Clo- to just bring it home? Well, you know that he can't kill it then because it's already, we well, are. Is, Bo- is he the sign of death? You just, they, they planned the series finale already. That's when you bring Bo in. Well, the, uh, before every episode, there's a quote. He's like a cursed object. That's why he doesn't work. Well, what what has he been in that, that is, that you can like remember the last 20 years? Uh, he was in the, the Fabulous Baker Boys. That's not 20 years ago. That's like later than 20 years ago. He was in The Last Picture Show. <laughs> was he in that? I think he was. Uh, I know Jeff was. That was old Jeffrey. Um, he was uh, in, in background of one of Jeff Bridges' photo books. My man is a cursed object. But there's a quote at the beginning of every Homeland episode. It says, we've come to Bow Bridges, not burn them. <laughs> so I think he's doing all right. <laughs> he was in that. Remember when I was in, I rented a movie once. That he was in. Uh, oh, Jerry Maguire. He's in Jerry Maguire. He isn't it. My he, word is Jerry. My, he, my word is my bond. He plays uh, Jerry O'Connell's dad. It's like Oak. Yeah, and he does not live up to his promise. Koosh, right? Koosh Lash or yeah. something. Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah Very remember. good. Nice. We need to do that on here. Jerry Maguire. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just talk about Kelly Preston looking. Mm. She's not in it that much. She's attractive in that movie. I mean, she was attractive in a lot of movies. That's, I know, but that movie her in particular, MO. she's batshit hot in that. An awful person. She does. She she uh, dumps Jerry Maguire when his career starts to upend. Is yeah. that is that the right? And then she doesn't do Jay Moore in that, though, does she? That, that'd be hilarious. They didn't go that far. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's based in reality. So let's let's talk a little bit about... There's some other actors. There's an actor named Elliot Knight in this. 
And then there's an actor named Madeline. She's the kind of the, almost the main character, the the daughter. Yeah. What's her name? Madeline she's Arthur. Got, she's got a silly name in the movie. Yeah, it's uh something with an L. It's like Livonia or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lavinia. Lavinia. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. But then her brother's name's Benny. Yeah. And I think I think uh, the kid little kid's name is Jack. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, it's uh it's a it's so guys, I mean, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Colorado space. Well, okay, so you have a complaint already. No, I'm just saying. Were, I'm just saying that you think it's safe to like. My, I had some red flags going up because mm-hmm. we've been down this road before, right? Where the wrong people start championing it, and it becomes something that they bond around, and it inevitably, um, it it just doesn't seem to be about the material most of the time. Okay. Luckily, I don't think this film is is an example of one that is. Uh, it's not a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. You're saying that it, their stink wasn't all over this as I watched it. <laughs> okay, so their cocksucking stink. Yeah, you know you can blame me a little bit because first of all, I I just saw this movie, so I was excited for Stanley's return for probably I don't know since for 15 years, but not enough to but not pay, enough to pay the money get to my see, ass right. to the theater, right? right? So, but I really you know he's a very interesting character to me. We were talking a little bit about him before. Uh, He's one of those guys that you listen to talk. He's very, um, it's insanely intelligent. But then you think that he also has, um, like he's he'll he'll talk about Ouija boards. He'll talk about like mysticism. Obviously Lovecraft. He it's like he weaves that stuff into his real life. And so the movies he's he directs very strange. But then all the stories in his life are very strange too. But I, I just he's just a very eccentric dude, and I was excited to see him get another shot. That's why. I think a lot of people were kind of hooked into his story from the you know Island of Dr. Moreau document, documentary. What was that called? Reign of Madness or something? No, it's called um the the Lost Lost something, Souls. Something Lost Souls. Something right, Lost right, Souls. Right. It's very good. Um, but you know the the quick story is that he was directing that infam- infamous you know Isle of Dr. Moreau movie. We're not going to talk about this. I know. Too we'll long. just talk it real quick. And uh, I'm just going to get tired. Everybody of knows it. But he got fired after three days, and then he he somehow, after all this all this turmoil on set, he worked his way back onto the into the film as an extra. He lived in the jungle for a while. <laughs> I mean, it's just a nutty story, but it's kind nutty. of a fun story. But um, I think if that you know when you watch that documentary, if that movie had been shot the way he wanted to shoot it, like if he actually got to direct his version of that film, I think it would have been like a a really good film and really like Maybe. interesting. Um, and that's why he, they all the talent that signed on were, were they liked his script. I mean, then, Ron Perlman, David Thewlis. Uh but Brando that was the big thing. That's why everything went haywire is because he tracked all this talent, and then all this this power, all these people started like, you know, it, it attracted everybody to that project. It just bloated it, and so he. Who just, do you think's the number one culprit? Why it failed? Yeah, who's the fu- no? Who fucked it up? I don't think Stanley did. So who did? Is it Brando, Kilmer? I think a lot. That of, little tiny, tiny guy. From the stories, it seems like it was Kilmer. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, doesn't make me like him any less though. He's big. He's <laughs> he said I listened Team to an interview with, with Empire, an Empire with Stanley, and he said that, um, you know, Kilmer having so much power on that movie was the equivalent of like Sam Jackson having all the power on Jurassic Park. Or on he said his on a plane. 
his role just was not substantial. He, so. Didn't he choose to not be the Richard Thulis, David so. Thulis character? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Anyhow, glad we're done with that. Glad I didn't even Zoom because everybody knows that story, yeah, I imagine, that listens tired. to this. Yeah. yeah, People expect more. But I have show. to say, I love Stanley, and the reason I love him is because when we went to Austin way back for that Hellboy premiere, way, way back, mm-hmm. and In talked to Guillermo. 2003, I think. I mean, it was forever ago. Guillermo and Perlman, were, they were trading stories about Stanley, and, and, and Guillermo was, like, fascinated by him. And that just kind of piqued my interest. I hadn't really – I liked his movies. I just hadn't I hadn't heard the stories about Moreau. And Perlman was on set, so. Yeah, he was Tiger uh, Man or some shit. Yeah, he, he had some – he had some crazy. He's the only guy playing. that didn't need much makeup, really. I mean, he had a lot of. He had makeup. Anyway, so that's why I kind of. Yeah, I, you guys have to realize back in the old days there was some fucking access this team had. <laughs> yeah, and, we we saw a Hellboy. Well, no, first screen. We didn't see. That's not the part that was exciting. We spent hours and hours at a barbecue restaurant just bullshitting about movies with Magnola. Yeah. And Perlman and Guillermo and. Yeah, I mean, you guys were talking. I just was hanging on. Okay. I was just like, I loved it, but I, I was a huge Hellboy fan anyway, so I was like, mm-hmm. you know. So I here tr- we are. I try to put my ha- arm around Mignola. Really? No, but. No, it's, that sounds like a great, like it's a, a big famous regret of, painting, arm around Mignola. It's a big regret of mine. Uh, he'd let you. He, I don't think he would. He's awesome. It's weird, but he's great. I love his uh, art recommendations to this day. He does that on Facebook all the time. Paul Thomas Anderson directed a biopic. Uh, Magnolia. Okay. Let's just read. Let me just redo this whole intro. All right. Let's talk about color out of space. Oh yeah. What the hell? Yeah. So why don't you set it up? So here, how long before you interrupt? Um, a meteorite hits the ground here. I'm going to check it out. Wrong movie. Um, so Nicholas Cage, as he is wont to do, has an alpaca farm. That's and, it. That's, he the, is, that's he, the story. He and his family live off the land in a bizarre part of New England. Yeah. and um, I think they're Canadians, too. I think they moved here. Um, and a meteorite hits, and it jacks things up. Gets into the water, gets into the soil. You know, and this town is about to build this big-ass reservoir. It's like a big initiative for the local mayor who was at odds with Mr. Mr. Nicholas Cage in, in the early days. And uh, so he's adamant. He's you know they're they're kind of a weird little family, and shit starts to go pretty bad, and it doesn't get better. So the the mother also is a, a cancer survivor. That's, she, yeah. And he and when we meet the family, the family's kind of recovering from her sickness and her recovery. They're they're still kind of trying to get things back together. And so there's this. You skipped all this. This is essential to the summary yet you skip it okay so the, you do need me to come in and interject after but <laughs> so i did a little research i i've read this story several times i don't remember dick about it i never read it short story and i recently obviously. had a graphic novel i read of it too but how does it, it how does it compare yeah uh, well this? this see that's what i was surprised this takes place after the events basically or the book the book the short story takes place after the events of this because it's mostly about the kid who is the water. What is it? What's the name of his job? Yeah, yeah. He's a hydrologist. Yeah, whatever. Dumb. He's not really that in the story, but he's he's basically revisiting the land where all this shit happened to right. an extent. And there's some flashback. But the thing that I did not remember that made me very happy was the what they call this area of land. 
I, it's amazing. So the just picture the area, the, their farmland and all that. What they call that, what that area is called after the events of um, of Colorado Space. Okay, it's called the Blasted Health. That's the name of the area. <laughs> the Blasted Health. The Blasted Health. Help. Health. Oh, health. Yeah, that's that's why I heard. The it first makes time. me so happy. That is ridiculous mm-hmm. and delightful, and I would live there. Yeah, it's all. Um, it's all. Um, Send an SASC to Blasted Health. I'll get it. They got the blasted part right. Health, I'm still, I'm trying to figure out that part. Because at the end of this it film. Was a long time ago, and Lovecraft had less words than we do. If if I was to take that, let's say that word, health, and pin it on any one of the family members at the end of the movie, I'd have trouble. Because uh, <laughs> there's not much left. Um, there's some health. There's some health? Yeah. A little bit of health. Where? Um, well, I mean, technically, the last time you see the family, they're united again. That's true. Yeah, you do see that. You're right. They're on the couch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems not to be them, though. Who? Does anyone enjoy it? Does anybody have an enjoyable time? Is Is there anybody in the movie that you could say, I think they're going to come back from that? You know, this looks like a... Yeah. Survivable occurrence. They might be fine. Yeah. yeah. So the movie kicks off... We it starts off like like any good I imagine Lovecraft movie would, with like a um, witch shit and Lovecraft narration. Oh yeah, yeah. And the witch the witch stuff is the daughter is performing some uh, ritual of protection. I think uh, asking the universe to protect her mother. I believe. How does it work? <laughs> and she's out by a lake. She's. Um, doing some kind of ceremony and there is a white horse that is just um hanging hanging around heroin it's her white horse oh i don't know if the horse gets a name but i appreciate that horse the horse's name is comet is that the horse's name yeah which i thought was funny um but that horse does what any other character in this movie i was hoping would do at the end picks up sticks and gets the fuck out of it yeah but not (laughs) not without getting a little bit on it does he have a little bit? It has the uh, the the color out of space in its eyes. Yeah, uh, maybe that'll wash out. <laughs> you know, Nicholas Cage tries to wash it out. How's that, it work? That's a great bath scene. That's the thing, that, that's normal. That might be my favorite moment of the film. But let's okay. So it starts off with a ceremony. Yeah. And what do you think? Have you ever participated in a, per- a percentage? Yeah, like we've done some, you know. We're thrown down. Did you ever? No, seriously though. Did you ever kind of get like? Weird? I've done. I've done Ouija board shit. Did it work? No, no. I mean, I brought back the dead, but nothing cool happened. And then um, I said Bloody Mary like a bunch of times into a mirror once and scared myself. Well, you That's know, a, I, I can't. What do you mean? Tastes like ketchup. Bloody Mary. <laughs> it's true. It makes me sick. Yeah, you don't like ketchup. Yeah. So no, I, I have never. You know why? Because it's fake. Mm-hmm. And it's not real, none of it. Pretty Nick, firm stance on that. Nick, she has a tattooed foot. She does, and daughter. later on, she has more body art. Mm-hmm. She carves into herself. She does have a tattooed foot. What do you think of that? What do you think of the old tattooed foot look? It's kind of picking up steam, it seems. Um, yeah, I say this as an old man. Well, we'll have to wait till the end of the show to see where mine goes. But I don't mind the tattooed foot because it's it's a pri- you know it's a private thing. You don't see it too often if you're lucky not have to look at those mm-hmm. shits. It's the ankles that bother me. 
and I was spoiled on this before um before the movie because I was on Wikifeed and that alert popped up. Okay. Yeah. And they just had just new entries and they had yeah they had this movie on there. Color out. Time. That's cool because last time I was at Wikifeed, uh, it had me update my Java, and I never went back. I don't like when ActiveX gets involved. Zoom in. Um, uh, okay, so there's a kryptonite reference early on. There is, and Nick Cage is uh, famously um, obsessed with Superman. He even named his son KL. Yeah, I met his son. You met KL? He was at the, the Friends and Family screening of Pan's Labyrinth. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. You say you met him when he was a, a child. He, okay, but he had a, a staff, and he sat uh, with a staff. He had a staff. Okay, so he had help people there working uh, for him? He had a giant cane with a skull on it. He had a staff. His name was KL. Was that his name? Was that? Did you? I don't remember. I called him Son of Nicholas Cage. Kal El. Is that is that his name? What is what's Superman's first name? Kal El. Yeah. Yeah. Cal, I guess that you can go go with. Yeah. Kid did, had a staff. Is his last name Cage? Kal El Cage. <laughs> is that his name? I don't know. I don't want to zoom in. I do want to zoom in. That's obviously not Nick Cage's last name. Cage is. What's Coppola. It? Coppola. Yeah. Um, but he, he, he said, uh, I mean, it's not bad. If you have to pick a name, Cage is kind of cool. It's better than Coppola because Cage is realistic. Like, he's he's in a cage mm-hmm. as an actor. Yeah. And he has not turned down a Coppola pictures in a long time. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. His, uh, his, he's did been it, did his impersonation bother you in this? Because he's doing an impersonation for half this movie, and it's hard to sit through. I loved it, but what is it? Trump. Is that what he's doing? He's doing a Trump impersonation for a large portion of this film. <laughs> Did not know. I mean... <laughs> I, I loved it. I thought some of his inflection was inspired. When it got mad, when he got crazy towards the... Like, the last half of the film, not as much. But yeah. he is trumping his ass off. Had you heard this, or you just... Uh, no, I mean, I, I couldn't help but... You have, assumed it. I'm I'm pretty confident... Mm-hmm. There's some stuff, especially with his hand gestures. I think it was. I think, think was, he was tromping out. He has a, a line that he says in here that I wrote down. It's probably one of my favorites too. Um, he was he's losing. His, he starts losing his mind, and he's he's obsessed with the alpacas. And he says he comes back from a hospital visit. We'll get to why he's there, and um, the alpacas are loose. They're in mm-hmm. their yard, and he. He says to his kids, they should have been put back in the yard hours ago. He says, ow, And then he says alpacas twice. <laughs> but uh, he says, ow, us ago. His accent is yeah. super strong. But earlier he has one of the great lines where he, where he exclaims, it's time we milk the alpacas. I know he does. <laughs> it's time we milk the alpacas. Alpacas. Adorable. Very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Did not throw me. I was... I was all in for the alpacas in this. Yeah. Until then they, the, but then they later they merge into a thing like beast. Did you know too much like a thing? Yeah, it looked beast. exactly like yeah. a tribute. All right, so let's get back to the but, beginning when he's making dinner. Do you, do you do you zoom in and notice what he's making? He, he keeps talking about it. I vaguely remember. It's a casole. It's a casole, casole or something. Casole. It's, yeah, it's a, it sounds like casserole, but it's, it's a family. It's a family treat. Yeah, no one's into it. Yeah, it's like a bunch of like meat mixed. But together turns out he's bowl. better cooked than his wife. Or yeah. at least a better food prep right. person than his wife. So meteor hits. Yeah. It smells he thinks it smells strange, no one else does. Yeah. But it looks strange. Mm-hmm. And it uh 
Yeah, the, it, it, it actually hits when Nicolas Cage, who hasn't had uh, sexual intercourse with his wife for six months, they have not been intimate. Yeah. They finally get down to business. Yeah. And as they're doing that, the meteor hits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. The meteor, M-E-A-T-I-E-R. I get it. Uh, he has to bring it up to strangers, too, which I thought was weird. Brought up to... Uh, the police. The police, yeah. Um, yeah, so what happens then, what happens, things start to go shitwire, right? Right. So there's like this staticky thing sound that's happening. There's like a whistling sound. Mm-hmm. Things start to look different. You know, different colored objects start growing. We get to meet an adorable pink mantis. And just shit's weird. But... I got a I got a quick zoom on this pink mantis okay. if you want to hear it because I I listened to this from this from Empire. Okay. One of the things that Nicholas Cage in order to sign on to this movie was he was obsessed with that pink man, pink mantis. Are you kidding? And so when Stanley he had first the two Stanley the first two times they talked he just fixated on this pink mantis. So Stanley had to write it into the to the script. Uh, he said in the in the book when they you know they what do they call those books um, art book like to kind of present the Sure. To sell the movie. I don't know what they call it. They had someone, I guess they had drawn some art for it, and one of the pieces of art was a, was a mantis, and Nicolas Cage fixated on it. <laughs> I, I have one of those of books he did. for uh, Saints Row, when we were going to do Saints Row. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. We had all those amazing art and all that, and it sold a great film. Never read it. How's it going? We had somebody in line to direct it. We had somebody great to start. What happened? What always happens, huh? Hollywood whips out its barbed dick and sticks it in. Um, there is a scene that where the girl gets a phone call from water. <laughs> she gets a cell phone call from water. A first. A first. And? A last. Yeah. It's amazing. There's a lot of fucked up phone calls in here. That's one of the key I'm, things that happens in this movie. I'm going to have to say that I, I guess I was... I did not know she got called called by water. Well, I mean, it, it it was it sounded like it. It does sound like it, but I didn't think it was. I'm going to assume she got a phone call from water. If you if you if you zoom in, you'll see the caller ID. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I have to admit, the, I got there was a little bit of goodwill that washed over the next ten minutes of this film once she got a phone call from water. That between that and the blasted health, I was fucking rocketing at that point. Um. The one thing that did take me out of it, so the, the Tommy Chong Ugh. scene. So he have went, have he and Cheech aged the same way? They, uh, I thought he's fine in this. I didn't, I wasn't. He's fine, him. but looking at him is rough, and he has to go shirtless. So he's he's uh, living on the family's property, and like he's, he's a squatter. Like a, he's like a squatter. He's like an old hippie. He lives in like a, a van or a, a mobile home or something. Shack, shack, yeah, shack. Excuse me, and he. Um, there's this whole joke about his cat. Yeah, that's rough. It's real lame. Like the 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 hydrologist thinks it's funny that he's a there's a as he puts it a pussy named G Spot. Yeah, the cat's name is G Spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a little bit of a that's a that's that's a thing they could that could have gone. They could have spent more time on the call from water and <laughs> deleted that yeah. bit. Now, for some reason, if they called the cat Wet Spot, I'd been fine. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Wet Spot. They make a lot of uh, the cat kind of comes up a lot. Eh, not enough. It doesn't. It's not really introduced, and then it's it's 
it, it, it frightens a car. And badly. That's a, bad, a badly executed scene. Frightens not. Frightens a car ride. And then it uh, shows up in, in, a, in a mound of other animals. Yeah. Merged to them. Yeah. A little society. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny is that is the third bad thing that happens to Miss Richardson over the course of this film. And you're like, Foo, maybe now she'll have a break. How does it go for her? Yeah, so so this this meteorite, whatever's happening, this and 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 purple is the name of the. I guess per, pink and purple are the name of the, the game in this, right? There's like oh, that's that's just like it's like uh, the blob. To, they're supposed to be colors that don't exist in our spectrum, but physically impossible to do in a film. So the purple and pink, yeah, which gives the movie a, a you know different feel than yeah. most. I, I did like it, but it re- did remind me of the blob because the, remember we talked about when we went did the blob. Mm-hmm. Pink was all over that. The blob yeah. was pink. Marketing was pink. Yeah. Um, but she, so everybody starts to kind of act weird, and then she's cutting carrots and cuts her fingers off. That's a. That, she does not hesitate. Those fingers leave. They're gone. Yeah. She cuts them to shit right and then away. She says she holds them up and says something. Time for dinner or something. She's yeah. But that's that's straight. That's like a, that's like a big, you know, Lovecraftian thing is to like. Damage your body and not not care, not oh. realize it. Yeah. Well, you're mad. I think there's a lot of madness, and of course that. It, yeah. You know, but I don't. I think that's also a Joey Richardson thing too. She just does that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's like you know, you're not really in control. You're not really you anymore. Right. Sort of. Yeah. And your fingers are not really fingers that are attached anymore. Yeah. That's and, a big one. And she's uh, nonplussed, and then her family reacts in a little bit more of an aggressive manner to this this wound. Sort of, yeah. I mean, Nicolas Cage has more of a reaction to the, her, her cutting her fingers off than when he, she, he later, she later merges with her son. He doesn't have... <laughs> yeah, at he's, that point, he's like, mm. oh, man, I love you guys. He tries to get, some, get her some aspirin. <laughs> yeah, well, Cage... Sleep it off. It's, it's almost like the Stanley had an, probably a wide variety of reactions for every scene with Cage, and, uh-huh. he, and he just basically chose... He put it on shuffle mode because sometimes Cage is going like there's Cage is never as pissed at, at anything in this film as he is to a car. He does have a car moment. Yeah. This. And no, but he's still he's no Vince Vaughn. And he and, and he underreacts to a lot of weird shit. And I know that that's part of the Lovecraft thing where uh. your your mind is not your own. But yeah, Cage is a he's a rough one. I like that he has a scene in this when the news interviews him. They come to the house, and his hair looks insane. And then later, because he, he does his hair That's looks nuts. Scene. And then later, he's watching footage and he rips his hair. Yeah, that whole scene where he's watching TV is really funny. And he says, "Can so Jesus Christ? Can someone, can someone give me a handed me a comb?" Yeah, yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Stanley really liked working with Cage because you know some people would think that did he hijack the movie? Is it too funny where it shouldn't be? But Stanley, he 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 wanted it to be humorous. He he liked that level. So, um, well, I, I mean, you know why? I think it's a safe. It's it's almost hedging your bets to an extent. Because if for some reason, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that may not may or may not work on screen with just the concept of this movie, right? Right. So if you have caged being cage, it'll at least have that schlock value that'll kind of cover your ass. I but think. did you find? Did you find that he didn't? He's nuts in it. He's but, nuts, but he doesn't. He doesn't like go like he. There's almost like not enough of him in it. There's you know. there's almost too much of him in it. You think so? Yeah, if, uh, he takes me. 
It's uh, he's pa- he's passed. Like there, do you think he's a nuttier? I can't look at him anymore in a film and be even remotely. Do you think he's serious? nutty, nuttier than anything Lovecraft ever conceived? No, like, is he is he is he out nuttying the Lovecraft show? No, but he is. He's all over the map even before the meteor. Like he is fucked up from the from the jump in this movie. Like mm-hmm. actually, the meteor is so intimidated by how fucked up he is, it has to up its game. <laughs> is that what happens? The meteor may actually arrive as a as a response to him. It's like traveling through space, and it's like shit. It looks at its fucking oh shit. I gotta go down there. Yeah, his hair's nuts, and he's he's, he's having crazy yeah. weird sex. Yeah. His, his his mother, his wife, and kid are way too far apart from one another. And uh, so Tommy Chong refers to the aliens yeah. as the people under the floor. Now that's a big. It must be a big Lovecraft thing. I don't. It is I, not. I haven't read a lot of Lovecraft. That's that's fine. And maybe none. He's a racist. Yeah, that's and that's the thing that Stanley's been saying too is that he's. He loves those stories, but he also has a tough time. He he hates you know that kind of stuff. He's yeah. not racist, obviously, and well, and he says uh, that's what racists say. No, he's not. He really isn't, though. And he and he says stuff like um, he his big mission in this was to bring a, a level of humanity to this to kind of the Lovecraft uh, world because he said Lovecraft just didn't give a shit about his human characters at all. That's true. And so he wants to bring that level. That's what he's I can't wait to. till he makes that film. <laughs> he does. He t- yeah. I can't wait till that racist makes that film. <laughs> he's, not a, he's not a racist. Zoom in, guys. He's racist as shit. <laughs> he's not. Um, how about? Uh, okay, so we, we we're zooming all over the place, but we are. Yeah, it's hard. To that talk, shower it's, scene. Yeah, it's, it's hard. A, to talk it's about a weird film. Movie, yeah, the shower scene is pretty great because it's, it's subtle. So first of all, Nicholas Cage enters a shower that he like he's never been in a shower before. He, you know, did you notice that when he is, he turns the water on and he spends about a minute, you know, feeling the water, yeah. kind of waiting to enter the water. Um, it's just a strange, like if it that's is. your shower, you just, you just get on in there, Nicholas Cage. Right. But the, 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 this is shortly after in the film where we've, we've been basically told that the water is super shit. The water is shit ass, right? Don't like, drink the don't water. Don't drink it. It's shit ass. Yeah. And it's very bad for everyone mm-hmm. and now Nicolas Cage doesn't subscribe to this but that's what I got from it it's like the water was it was a weird water it's smelling weird maybe yeah there was he, a we- he does have like a big he doesn't like the way things are smelling yeah he has a big problem with that yeah now so he steps in the shower he's, he's, he begins to I w- and by wash the way, himself yeah I've only seen him shower like three times yeah City of Angels okay naked with right. a merkin here mm-hmm. and I think he showers in the rock yeah well, I mean, I think he showers in Bring Out the Dead. I don't I don't remember that movie. He doesn't. I don't think he, he I don't think I mean, as good of an actor as Nicolas Cage was in his heyday, mm-hmm. he don't have the chops to not be weird in the shower. <laughs> Cuz he's probably bringing a little of his own into that shower. I'm going to challenge you on this. I'm going to look through his filmography real quick and I'm going to remind myself of all the showers he's taken. This sounds like a good usage of time. Yeah. Well, it's not well, while um, you're doing that, mm-hmm. I'm gonna just sit here. Don't say a word. So I'm gonna because I just want to prove you wrong. That's, I'm just gonna hit. I'm gonna hit a movie here, and then we're gonna both remember the, the shower, the scene. bathing moment. Okay. Okay. Um. So, uh, vampires kiss. Yeah, I don't remember a bath. Um. How about? God, he's done a lot of movies. The weather. The weatherman. Uh, how about the Family Guy? 
This is obviously a segment that's going nowhere. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm so sorry I'm doing it. Um, Ghost Rider. <laughs> what the? What is this? Oh, no. He took a huge... He had the 10-minute long shower scene in Wind Talkers. Remember? No. Was that yeah. when he's like... Because he threw up all over himself when Slater got decapitated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or or when he had to like act like Adam Beach was a star? <laughs> he's like washing the scent of Adam Beach off of me? Right. Let's do Tommy Chong. Has he ever showered? Anyway, so they, uh, in a movie, they, so he's in the shower. Nick by Cage, the way, can I edit all that out? No, by the way, please. Can I, nope. Can I go on the record saying that, and this is, this, this is, this will not piss off anybody under the age of 40. Okay. But anybody who's our age or older will be pissed off at this next thing. Okay. Cheech and Chong, never funny. Don't. Never funny. Never, ever funny. Embarrassing, actually. They were funny. Embarrassing. The fact that they were they were mentioned in the same breath as like Carlin and Pryor, em- embarrassing. Don't even, man. You hate you. You're so hard on comedy. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, right. You rip Chris Elliott. Now you're ripping Cheech and Chong. Well, well I, we're talking comedy, so those don't intersect. They do. But he took two showers in the adaptation. Cheech, <laughs> Cheech Marin, though, it has become quite a fine actor in his. Oh well, that's nice. Give him a little. Yeah, no, he's good as, as, as in movies, but man, mm-hmm. their their comedy was rough, rough. And Tommy Chong, oh, you know what else it was? He gave a good birth. It's also very popular. Yeah, a well, lot of people liked it. Yeah, that's fine. That's why I'm saying it's going to piss off people that are old. People that are young would look at it and throw out. But he he's shirtless in this, and I didn't need that. It's looking good. He has a little skin, skin irritation in this. Uh, everybody, the, everybody has a skin irritation. But he really does. His skin's looking like uh, Chong. Uh, no, I'm talking about Nick. Oh, oh, he he gets he gets looking. Yeah, he looks like he got some. He starts to look like um, a tree. Yeah, he's looking like it has some bark on him. Yeah. Anyway, when he hops in the shower, he's 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 obviously his skin's irritated, and then and maybe that's why he's hesitant to get in the shower because he because it might hurt his, burn his skin. But um, he notices that the water is starting to um, not go down the drain. Well, his, starting to lap his, it. There's his a lump feet. of hair down there, and that's what I was paying attention to. I thought it was going to be a body horror moment, mm-hmm. and then it was. But it wasn't the hair. No. There's a cute little friend down there. It was like a little gelatinous, uh, otherworldly like, alien. It was like a it was a disc, like a blob disc. It looked like uh yeah, it looked like you're picking up like a like a jellyfish. Like yeah, but it was and then it's just like this little blob and then his tendrils come out and grab his hand. It's like a quick shot of it in, like joining him and which it was is great. It was great. And he screams and flings it away. Yeah. Like and Migs. I, I love how quick that was. It was great. That was a very well well done scene. Mm-hmm. Not as well done as the scene where he's testing out food. He's testing out bad vegetables. Oh yeah, that part made me so happy. Well, he's talking to the to the peaches and the tomatoes. Yeah, because the the one of the things about the meteorites, uh, it's ass stinks. <laughs> it, it 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 paralyzes all the soil and and the water and the crops, and the alpaca meat, which mm-hmm. I don't think they talk about in the movie, but it happened in the book. No, I don't think they were alpacas, but the meat of all the farm animals is tainted to eat as well. Oh no! Yeah, and it's then dog uh, shit meat. So yeah, he his you know his the lands are turning purple, pinkish, and there's all this weird vegetation. And then he is out in his garden, one of his like calmer but matter moments. Like he's he's obviously nutty, and he's picking veggies and uh, he's picking fruits and fruits. And then he takes them in the kitchen, and his wife asks him to. Uh, fix the wi-fi and he goes 
batshit on the fruit and veggies. And he starts slam dunking them into the trash. And then he says the term slam dunk. He does, but he's... (laughs) Which I think is great. it's his spitting shit out that was so funny in that scene. It was viewed on its own. Oh, because he starts taking bites and spitting them out. He takes a bite out of everything and it's... Just throwing it out. Yeah, it's... It makes it makes bad lieutenant look like a freaking you know an exercise in patience. Has he ever bit fruit or vegetable and spit it out in movies? Let me go back. Uh, City of Angels. Let's yeah, just start. He's wearing a mouth merkin. Let me start going through his filmography. Okay, sounds good. Um, oh, Captain Corelli's. Oh yeah, he, mandolin. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. The infamous pear scene. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 Uh, Somebody said he was vampire's level, vampire's kiss level in this. No, is no. He, yeah. He had he had hope, and when he was doing vampire's kiss, he was making acting decisions. <laughs> I don't think he's in control of his faculties. He's just like I'm. Just turn it, turn on the camera, and something is going to come out. After Mandy, he's got he got a little bit. He kind of got back in people's good graces. Now I never left his side. I always liked him. I was I didn't watch all his movies that he was making like you know whatever his movies are called like like Grave Digger or yeah, something like, or yeah. you know Tariff Tangled Skein yeah like the the, the Glass Weaver like all sorts of weird shit it's like Wall of Shame the Badge of Badges yeah pink pink badge spite <laughs> yep anyway but I. You know, I always liked him, and I would always, you know, get interested when he was in stuff, you know, that looked good. You know, a lot of his movies don't look that good. Yeah. Um, but I always thought he was a good actor. I, I always think Drive Angry was the last time I had fun with him in the theater. I I just always thought he was a he was you know he was a good actor. I always he he took he takes interesting cho- he makes interesting choices. Oh, you know, maybe uh, not. Fuck yeah. But I mean, the, he, oh, I mean, he burnt he, he burned his he burned. All his credibility, it seemed, on it's no different than the Pacino De Niro shit, but but his good, his highs are so high, you know, raising Arizona and Wild at Heart and leaving Las Vegas and all that shit. He's 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 locked in for life, you know. The Rock, I mean, he's, but he he doesn't ever get to be in. He doesn't ever like no one ever calls him up. Like there's right. no director that goes, "Hey, oh, let's get Nicolas Cage in this." Like right. a, you know, like an A list director. Right. He's just a, or B list director. He, what happens for to him is he's lucky because there's people that are making interesting movies at this at well, this he, low budget that's level. That's a recent that, development, for and him. They, he can help them get his movie. That's a recent distributed. He, he's he, he and Cusack and Jason Patrick yeah. and all those guys have been like just you know wailing but Cage on, it. Is and to a lesser extent, Bruce Willis. Those guys have been have been really like choosing the sh- the short shit. The thing is, he can turn in like where those guys. I think they can't so much don't even. or they don't want to he actually seems invested in in these movies he actually wants to actually put it on put in good performances whereas i think yeah jason patrick and cusack those guys don't seem to be trying too hard in those movies i don't watch them but well, so you're just well wait till there's no way cusack for sure there's no way i will i will disagree and i will also say that even when he was doing a-list shit he was dick walking knowing National Treasure. People like knowing. I don't care. People like National Treasure. He you was saying he was phoning it in. I'm saying like he was. He was the ship had already sailed for Mr. Cage. I was there. The at least for me it had. I, I. I. He was not interesting at that point. I think he's just a little too weird for everybody. 
Like he won the Oscar, it's the right? Same, but it's they you, started being you can't an say that star. and then worship him in Raising Arizona and and Wild at Heart because he's weird as shit and it right. It's but magic. I think him, we are, he, he, you know, he won the Oscar for really a, a weird performance. I mean, and, leaving and, Las Vegas. Yeah, it's weird. It's good, yeah. but it's weird. It's, um, it's not in his top. Thirty weird, but he but but he but he won an Oscar for it, and I think the, then the weirdest thing he did was he tried to be an action star, and he succeeded. He did knocked it out of the park. Con Air, The Rock, he knocked it out of the ass. And he's still weird in those movies, so people are excited. But also, doesn't Cusack and and yeah, Connor? Yeah, um, but more importantly, Colmini. But he, I think since he did that kind of, you know, that. I don't know. He he transitioned from Oscar winner to that. He went to. I think he he kind of. I don't know. He would he burned some bridges or at least he started just doing commercial stuff all the time and people kind of missed his his risk taking. You know what though? I th- I thank our lucky stars that we never got that Kevin Smith Superman <laughs> with him. What do you mean? You I'm, wouldn't want to see that? Are you kidding? I would love to. Oh my god, life's too short. Yeah, maybe. It did look strange. Um, okay, so let's get to the elephant in the room. Yeah, with Jolie Richardson, Joelle Lee, or Jolie Richardson wearing uh, earbuds, earpods. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Is that what you call her son? <laughs> she tries to protect her son from uh, a purple. Well, they go. They, they go to check on the alpacas. Am mm-hmm. I wrong? Yeah, they do. The uh, the two sons do. Yeah. And then that's not going well. Mm-mm. So they're hauling ass out. They're, they're running. And then Miss Richardson tries to protect her son. She does. She tries. And they're hit sh- by a pink cosmic ray, right? Uh-huh. And things are they are they okay? They're not. No, I was. Ho- I thought that maybe they got blown up, and I was like, well, that sucks for them. But then it was worse because <laughs> they got blown into each other. They they got blown into each other, and it's. Uh, I think there's a period, and that, uh, funnily enough, that's about when my daughter came to sit down with me. Right. So she was privy to this, mm-hmm. and she was laughing and loving it. But the reactions to their plight, I'll call it a plight, mm-hmm. um, is varied to an extent. And part of it's because the color out of space is happening. Right. But part of it's because I guess there's no real normal way to react to that. That's a strange thing. I think your mind starts to go, well... But watching these people it starts to leave, like they're they're trying to call nine one one. That's not a nine one one call. That is not a, that is not a medical situation anymore. Well, Cage delivers the bad news. He tries to get the car started. It doesn't yeah. work, and he delivers this line to the family: "The car is not happening." Yeah, which is should have been the tagline for this film. <laughs> Uh, that is also uh, after he, he fights the car. He does. He does. He fights the car. He gets very mad that he can't drive out of there but the thing doesn't want them to leave right i don't know if you noticed it all it, it affects their phones it affects their water it's got that meteor has got multi it's like a swiss army meteor but i i find a i mean well hopefully none of us i mean for the sake of you know our reader our listeners and us hopefully none of us are ever in this situation right yeah but i think uh the young the daughter uh lavinia yeah, name? let's just say that's her okay. name. Um, she sounds like an office complex every time I hear her name. Um, she offers her mom a glass of water. Oh, that's nice of her. 
And I would have loved to have seen Jolie Richardson look at the camera and say, no, water ain't going to help me. Um, water water is the last thing I need right now. And then so she then she doesn't want the water. And then the daughter comes up with her phone and said, um, I got a call for you. It's from water. <laughs> <laughs> Will you take it? I love the. OK, no. So while I was watching this, I couldn't help but wonder. I mean, she's a she's been in a billion movies. She's had a great career. Right. Some, uh, part of a Hollywood royalty family. Uh-huh. Um, at some point, they fused her to a kid actor and put him on a couch. And they're making whimpering sounds covered in latex. Well, they fused her to like a latex puppet, I imagine. I don't think it was that. That was the child actor in there. I'm going to say there were por- por- points where there was a, a real hand, a real arm. Coming you, think out so? of you think it was that little kid? I, don't I hope think it was so. that kid. I don't think they attached him to her. I hope they did. I hope they forced it forever. Hope she had to do press like that. But <laughs> what do you think his audition was like? He, that kid was actually kind of cute. Yeah, he was, he was. He was solid. Um, he reminded he, me a little Lip Nicky. He said, yeah, a little bit. He had glasses and stuff. Yeah. They said, okay. I mean, at the end. <laughs> so um, they're like, okay, laugh, laugh, pretend you're watching TV. Uh, pretend you're being absorbed by your mother. <laughs> I think that was like, let's see all three of those. Um, that, that has to be traumatic for kids to see that happen to their mom and, that's, their, and their brother. That's got to be like, you know how you get those parent the parents for, you know, kid actors and they get kind of really invested in getting their kids on shows. And it's probably horrible and, and strange. And, yeah. And then they can't, if their kids book something, they can't wait to tell everybody. And this one had to be kind of a tough one. Yeah. Like, hey. For, uh, for uh, Vanessa Redgrave. Hey, he landed it. He uh, He's going to work with Nick Cage. Richard Stanley's return. Who? Richard Stanley. He hasn't made a movie for 20 years. What's he done? Oh, you know, he did hardware. Huh? And so what's the role? Well, he gets fused to Joe Richardson and then blasted in the face by a shotgun at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but before that, he's obsessed with a well. <laughs> He stares at a well day and night, so it's not it's not all fusing to Joely Richardson. We actually have hours where he's staring into a well. So, so what's he uh, what's what's he do? Well, he stands outside yeah, he the house. In, yeah, he used his Meisner technique, and it worked. He, uh, yeah, he uh, oh he asks. He's really um, there, there's a couple of scenes where a dog's right beside him, and then he's absorbed into his mom. <laughs> Does he live at the end? Is it, do I? Is he going to be in the sequel? No, no. But uh, the good news is we barely paid him. <laughs> that was another one of those classic dog scenes, though, where you could tell the dog's looking at its master. I hate think, it. It bothers me. It takes me out of the movie every time. You think the dog's eyeline was master down, master down? <laughs> well, hey, the master in this movie is. What? Cthulhu, right? Oh, okay. Something. I don't think this is Cthulhu. He's not in there. I don't think so. Cage Cthulhu. It's Cthulhu. Um. Cool. It, around this time, the um, the son, the other son, the older son, Benny, the pot good actor. Smoker. I like that kid actor. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Square, kind of square, square head. Uh, he's. They're thinking about leaving, and the and the his sister's packing up her shit. This is after the mom's fused with, you know, they're out of there. Yeah. They want to go. I don't know to get help or just to leave. I think they want to leave. And then um, uh, 
The, the horse it, takes off. The okay, horse but leaves. this before that. Yeah. Um, they think that because Nicholas Cage goes and kills the alpacas, slaughters them. He shoots them. And then he goes upstairs to slaughter mom and the kid. He does. And and uh, he's gonna handle them as he says. And the kids are they're disappointed about the idea of his their father blasting a hole into their brother and mother. Mm-hmm. But it actually turns out to be probably the prefer preferable way to go. Right. Because after that, he tries to feed feed them to the mother. This later. Right. This is after their but their this, flight doesn't work after they. they but try this to leave. is but they their mom was supposed to have been shot to death before they left with the horse. I know. And they did, and then or during. Well, but Mr. Cage decides to kiss her instead. Yeah, he wants to make out with his wife, his wife's son. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to plant one right on the lips of his wife's son. Several times. Yeah. A sticky, sticky mother son kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Um, Jolly Richardson has to act uh, very attracted to Nick Cage in this. She has to give him smooches. She has to like, you know, like let him she, hug on her. She he's, bargained with Stanley. He's nutty. Yeah, she bargained with him during the uh, during the rehearsal process. Mm-hmm. Can I really? What if I really cut my fingers off? Can we forego the kissing, Nicholas Cage? <laughs> I mean, I'll fuse with a kid, mm-hmm. but. Come on, there's I'll a fuse with there, them. There's a line. So the horse leaves. That's when the when they're trying to leave. The horse leaves. He's like the horse is out of there. He can't yeah. wait. It's like I'm out, and he does. Comet. So then, uh, the daughter suggests that to the, her brother, let's just get out. Let's just walk out of here. Let's just go. Yeah. And his brother says, "In the dark," and he says, "In twelve miles, in ancient woodland." Yeah. <laughs> Did he say ancient woodland? Is that what he said? Yeah. That's- yeah, specific. It's the only line from the book they probably kept. And then he decides instead of doing that, instead of trying to escape, he's drawn to the well. He hears the dog <laughs> in the well. He hears yeah. its noises. Yeah. And he goes, I'm going to go down in this well because this is smart. Yeah. And I think I can go get the dog that's down there. And then I don't think a purple light will come out up and absorb me into the well. He's like, I've never, I've never tried to climb down anything. So let me climb down the hardest thing. Uh, mom's merged with our my little brother upstairs. Everything's normal. But I'm going to climb down this well with sounds coming out. Don't up. worry, sister. I'll put the dog in the bucket. I'll put the giant German Shepherd in the bucket and send her send it on up. And then did I'll it, climb out of this well. Did it take you out of the, the movie and the bucket start looking at its master? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it did take you out, huh? Yeah. yeah. Did the horse do this? Is it the same thing? No, the horse horses are better actors. Yeah. You heard it here first. Um. By the way, they had a hydrologist in this. That's yeah. right. This, this this guy running around. He was talking to Tommy Chong. He's in town. He's trying to living in a tent. He's flirting with the daughter. Yeah, he's he shows up in the big kind of the beginning, middle, and the end of this movie. They didn't need no hydrologist in this. Yeah, you know what they could have used what a Lovecraftologist. That's what they could have used. Yeah. You know who would have hated him? Yes, I know who would have hated that African-American actor. Yeah. Lovecraft. Yeah, Howard Phillips himself. But that's maybe one of the reasons that Stanley put him in this movie. I'm sure that was one of his subtle gestures. But he, you know, like he, he's he's commented a lot on on uh, on his real, the real life version of Lovecraft, not just the version. 
not just the stories. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, is during the mother and son shunting process, they're making all these whimpers and whimpers, and, and uh-huh. Richardson keeps trying to say something. She's like sort of asking for help of some sort. You can't really tell. Mm-hmm. Um, they cut out the great line from the book. What? At least we're not black. <laughs> Do you like the scene when Nicolas Cage throws his daughter to feed to well, feed the mother so wife? I was brother, mother, during that sequence. Um, I had stepped up, mm-hmm. and I was getting, uh, I was getting a coffee, and my daughter screamed, "Get back here!" And I had to rewind it. So I didn't see that scene until I rewound it. I did not realize that it was going to become Evil Dead for a second. Yeah, and that's another thing is that you know, I guess I hadn't realized. I mean, of course, I realized it after I saw Evil Dead a, a bunch of times, but. The Lovecraft connection in, in those movies is very interesting, you know. Um, and then, but you know, not talk not talking about too much. I mean, Necrocom, Necronomicon shows up in this, right? Right. But um, that's not Lovecraft, is it not? No. What is what, so then? Why is it associated with with Lovecraft? Because he no he he has the Necronomicon is a part of his stories, but I don't think it's that store the store the you know the store bought Necronomicon. He didn't make it up. No. He just uses it in his stories. Yeah, I don't remember the exact. I mean, I used to actually know this shit really well. So, are Evil Dead, the Evil Dead movie is not really left. Like, no, kind the of... Necronomicon in that is way ancient. That has nothing to do with that. Okay, so they, they're, there's no Lovecraft influence on this. I books. thought it was like not Anton LaVey, but it was like uh, what's the other guy Crowley? It's like one of is those it? douches did that. Oh no, and I, I didn't zoom in right. Let's find out who wrote that puss, and and, and who took a shower. I could be wrong, but I think I think Necronomicon, um, the actual Necronomicon. Um, Do you have one? No. Yeah. Okay. So wait. No. He he. Okay. Says he did come up with it. Yeah, that's what I always thought. But there was the book that's in stores. I mean, so people had ripped him off. So I was right. I zoomed right. believe i didn't know that do you think that the the hydrologist is going to friend uh lavinia on face facebook or what do you think um he he uh he did friend the mother on faceback <laughs> no wonder that uh lovecraft hated the world you see his face yeah he looks like a timothy mcveigh <laughs> just just say it just say it without it you just yeah it looks like mcveigh <laughs> he does look he looks like um he tr- it looks like he's doesn't know how to smile smile kind of his face his look at his face on wikipedia no i know i know what he looks like no i'm talking about the fan the to the listeners not the oh. fans um tell think you know zoom in on his smile here and his or his expression ooh mm-hmm. that's that might be the scariest legacy he's left ooh the yeah there's a, you know, one of the things, and the, I have a feeling, be careful what you wish for, maybe come the order of the day. Because throughout the period of time where it was, where there wasn't the effects or the 
uh, built-in audience to warrant really good Lovecraft, like mainstream Lovecraft stuff. Now it sort of is. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of Lovecraft, and I think it's going to be rough. You think so? I think so. Because his stuff is so it's it's so much of it is your imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it's goofy on the page. A lot of it's goofy on the page, and a lot of it is it's creepy. That sense of dread and all that. I know, but it's better to to take a, a nod from it, like they did in the thing, like they did in in Mountains of Madness or Mouth of Madness, mm-hmm. and and other stuff, rather than just adapting his stuff. That's why they can never. <coughs> so that's a first. Is it? That's a podcast first. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, it's fucking the fucking blasted health over here. Um, the uh, I think it's better to take influence from it because w- there's a reason they never got Mountains of Madness made when they had James Cameron producing it and Tom Cruise starring in it. If you can't get it made then, it's not meant to be. That's because there's there's something about his stuff, obviously, that's so. Um, I, you know, of course, fatalistic, but even beyond that, it's just not likable. And it's, it's, it's not, you know, not necessarily an entertaining thing to put in front of people like mm-hmm. this, this movie, I mean, is entertaining, but it's, it's mean, you know, and if you're looking for like, I'm sure in the mountains, what is it at the mountains of madness? Is that what it is at? At the mountains of madness. Um, yeah, that's a bleak story. You yeah. know, even with big stars. I think as close as we're going to get, uh, as sad as it may be, is that Hayden Pattonier likes Fruits of Box movies. That's about as close as we're going to get. What, is that? what does that that's mean? about as close as it's going to get. Lo- to H.P. Lovecraft. It's <laughs> about as close as we're going to get. I might have gotten there. Because I figured you might be talking about craft with, with Fruits of Box. That's quick, though. You think that's about as close? I think this is pretty that's close. Close, we're good. Well, they, he's threatening two more. Yeah, and this is people. I guess are, it's successful, right? I think so. People like this movie, and now it took me a little bit of time to get over how digital it looked. It looked a little digital, and the end. I think they drag it on way too long. Well, and the end is the is that's when all the fun stuff starts happening. No, no, not the end. I like the post. The post them getting ruined stuff. Yeah, well, that's the that's one of the complaints that people had about this was anything outside of the family is boring, is not interesting, and I think they're kind of right. I do like the final shot, though. I mean, I like the pull up from the blasted health. I like the the overview of that area. Yeah, but then then there's a monologue by our guy it's in fine. the bad old age makeup. He they just great his his double up. Yeah, Elliot Knight. Yeah, that's his name. No, it's I get it. I get it. It's fun. You know, it's one of those things that I think would have been better to discover mm-hmm. as like a kind of a hidden gem rather than it getting the kind of attention it did. I, I'm excited that the people celebrated Stanley's comeback. Nobody give you're. I'm not. I, that's it, what happened. People. He, the narrative changed. What does that mean? To be a, but Stanley wasn't. It, it wasn't about Stanley as much as it was about. Part of it was. I mean, I think this re- is still. This is like a big story. So that's one of Lovecraft's better known stories. But the the reason that like so Elijah Elijah Wood's company produced this mm-hmm. SpectreVision or something, mm-hmm. and he that was one of his. I believe one of the reasons they did this movie is because of Stanley. So I I like the attention he got from this. Obviously, I like that people 
some people celebrate his comeback. You know what's funny is you have to wonder if Annihilation owes a little bit of a debt to this story. Yeah, I saw someone make that connection. I think because don't, of the, I'm, I don't no because of the way it looks and the idea behind it. I'm not I'm not reading people's opinions on it. So I'm I don't not think saying I'm you're plagiarizing. Some fucking bullshit. I just said I said God, someone else. Made damn it! That, someone else made that easy point as oh. well. Not just you. I thought it had a lot to do with Paddington too, but I mean Annihilation is a is speaking a good of movies. Film Twitter loves. Um, That's true. So anyway, um, I, I I think Annihilation is quite a better film. Than well, this. it's also uh, has a lot more pedigree to it. But I, it's, I would say I, I would hope that it's ten times the budget of this. Yeah, and it's also that movie Stranger than this. No, it it is, and it's uh, it's also it's a, le- le- it's a legit movie. It's less goofy, but I, I like them both. Um, but Annihilation is one of those movies that grew on me. I liked it a lot, and then I really liked it. Whereas this, I feel like, as much as I like Stanley, I don't imagine I'll revisit this that much. How about you? Oh yeah, I mean maybe. I think it's a, there's a few of my friends who I'm going to recommend it to because it it does. Other than the fact that it has you know the uh, the the production mm-hmm. tricks of the modern age, it's one of those kind of movies that I, I bet you if if it were in the 90, early '90s or whatever, it would be one that we're big fans of. I did like the way that the the um, the land was changing. I thought that was really nicely done. I thought it was beautiful, like the way it looked, the the set design and all that. And I thought the performance by the actress was good, the daughter. Yeah, she was solid. Um, so I think there's a lot to recommend in this for people who haven't seen it yet, especially people who who, who do you think would like this movie? What do you mean? Just you like mean, straight up horror fans? Or, name people? Yeah, get specific, please. <laughs> Eddie and go go famous. Yeah. No, I I think. Yeah, do you think fans? the flow from Progressive would like this yeah, one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but um, the uh, the guy that does the Sprint commercials though is too bitter. But um, the I actually I think it's if you're not if you're not expecting it, it's going to be a good one to sneak up on you. Did Trump screen this at the White House? You think? <laughs> That'd be awesome. No, would not be. You don't think so? I don't want to know what he does. He was so excited for Stanley's return. Oh yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah he tweeted about it. Yeah, it's well. It's at least he's the better Stanley. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, about time. Richard Stanley. Oh, uh, Richard Stanley. Uh, Stanley. He's got a. Speaking of Richard Stanley, he's got a strange style about him. He's always he's an ugly man. He's not ugly. He's, he's actually kind of a handsome dude back in the day. No, good looking. Always man. looked rough. No. And then um. Kind of wears a trench a lot and wears like a, uh, almost like a crocodile Dundee type. It's not hat. good. It's not a good combo. And um, but a very interesting dude to listen to. Give it a shot. I wonder if he does commentary on the DVD. We should have zoomed in and listened. Well, on the iTunes. I'm sorry, version, I, the he does digital. not. He does not. He doesn't. He does not. Probably because he's wearing a trench coat and he smells like the Dickens. I used to follow him on MySpace, <laughs> and he would write a lot about Lovecraft. And he'd write a lot about the what's the guy that did um, oh, uh, Argento, Hob- Argento, oh, the oh. mother, whatever that stuff is. You know the his the mother, mother stuff. No, the mother. It's all from his. He had all those movies about like what's Something the, like Suspiria. And yeah, all that shit? okay. All that stuff he'd write about the kind of the coven and all whatever all that stuff was. Okay. He was obsessed with that stuff. Yeah. Um. So LA, but yeah, falling on MySpace. 
Well, for a while, the meteor followed Earth on MySpace, and then it was... Yeah, it's true. Did the meteor make, make the meteorite make you hungry a little bit? No. I thought it looked a little tasty. Really? Something about the color made it look a little bit candy-ish to Are me. you thinking of a meteor ball? No, I'm just thinking of... Is that a candy? No, it's what you put on pasta. <laughs> uh, I just thought it looked a little... Um, I don't know. Taste. I thought the the, a lot, the use of color in this it makes everything look kind of sweet. Okay. Uh, deep which is, zoom. But it just kind of made me hungry for sweets mm. a little bit. So if you were uh, getting a tattoo, oh god, you cut me off. Um, from the Colorado space, what'd you do? There's a lot of body art, some tats. Mm-hmm. There's some things that are weird. Uh, there's that sparkle in the horse's eye. There's so many cool little things you can get a tat of. Okay. Well, so, would I? Yeah. Um, I would definitely get a tattoo of one of the I, the featured alpaca. Yeah, they're cute. I think his name was Shep. Okay. In the credits. Okay. Yeah, I would put that on my... Uh, uh, well, where haven't I tattooed? I... I'm, I, I we're starting to lose real estate. Not, not. You haven't gone to the Nethers. Um, yeah, I'm saving that. Okay. Until um, we do uh, bridge, the, bridge the, too far. What's the area behind your knee called? Behind your knee? Uh-huh. I don't the name scooch. it. Okay. That's where I'd put that the up. scooch? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it's called. Now, there's a medical term for okay. it. Okay. But I'd, yeah, I'd, that featured alpaca. It's cute. Mm-hmm. And he'd be purple, like he'd be purple. Yeah, he'd be purping out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though it wasn't a purple alpaca in this, I would. But well, I would, the scene where Nicolas Cage goes down to rein them in, they mm-hmm. do look a little colorful from that shot. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I would get on the back of my neck, uh, vertically, a cell phone, and the caller ID would say H two O. She gets a call from. <laughs> Um, now you've been you've been given the uh, financing to equip a uh, uh, a building or a series of buildings, yeah, with attractions or minutia based upon the Colorado space. How would that money be spent? What would you devote that to? Oh, like okay, so you're yeah. building an attraction or a theme or, park or opening a restaurant, or a business product, yeah. Never been able to really distill that into something that's. So I would do. I would just do a little thing. I think this would be a. Hot, I think this movie is popular enough where you could use some name recognition. Okay. And I think you could get some dollars. Okay. And I think you probably could take it to. I'm picturing Shark Tank. Okay. And you know, talking to Mr. Wonderful. What are those people's names? I you ever watch Shark Tank? Isn't Mark Cuban one of them? Cubans in there. Um, and there's a bald guy. And they always have like a presentation. Yeah. And so I'd be like, you know, hey. Um, Guys, I, 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 you know, Richard Stanley came back. I, I would say that story, and they'd be like, "Oops," and I'd say, you know, he was, you know, made try to make, yeah, you know, I'd give the whole, yeah, he's back though, you yeah, know, out of director jail, did a Lovecraft adaptation, called Color Out of Space. I'm sure you guys have seen it, yeah. But this is my line of products. <laughs> I'm already laughing at my own joke. That's not funny. Okay, <laughs> welcome to the movie microscope. Color out of spice, and it would be all the spices. That you could get from the store. And they're all blank. But they're just, there's no, yeah, they're all, all the their colors are sapped out. So you can get basil. Yeah. 
or red hot pepper, you know, the pepper flakes. Yeah. They're usually red and right. yellow. Um, garlic salt. Mm-hmm. The color just, just leached out. Yeah, just completely bland. Because I took the color out of spice. Um, do you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the bottles would be—they would just be uh, molds of Jolie Richardson, and then the this the bottle would be <laughs> merged into her. Yeah. That's... So, if you were to like pick which like which herb spice or whatever had the biggest ego. Oh, that's such a good question. Yeah. Do you already have your answer? I, I there's one that sticks out to me. It's kind. It kind of it pisses me off almost. Yeah. And I'm not talking frankincense or myrrh or any of that shit. Okay. No Allspice. Who? Allspice. What a bully. <laughs> what the fuck is it thinking? Sounds kind of Lovecraftian. It does. It sounds like, or something from Preacher or something, you know? Maybe that'd be my main one. Allspice, you know? Yeah. I get quite weird with this. Yeah, this is this is good. Um, I'd be asking for like a, you know, $800,000 for a 3% stake in my company. Yeah. You know, from the Shark Tank guys. They'd fight over it. Yeah, they try to come together. You know, one. You know, and yeah. Maria Sharapova was on there <laughs> as a guest. Yeah. Anyway, I think this could work. That's my product. Yeah, that's good. It's a good thing that you came up with that for this because if we ever did, um, if we ever did my life, the Michael Keaton movie, I was going to have hospice as the thing that I gave the end i like how i was trying to name spices i ran out after three as can you name can you cumin paprika cumin Cumin was the one i thought you were going to say whenever you're talking about the arrogant spice i think cumin is an arrogant spice yeah that's a spice from the brown bunny (laughs) and then you have you know like rosemary and basil and all that shit Mm -hmm. and i i go uh are you interested in this mark cumin yeah okay It's, it's like mark cumin joke Call him Mark Cuman. You can't even. Oh, Mark you can't, Cuman. You can't even laugh. I didn't. I thought I, I didn't hear you say it. I heard. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Then I'd throw a bottle at his head. Piece of shit. No, he he seems to be the one that's the most level-headed. Don't you agree? Uh, Shark uh, Tank. Okay. People love that show. I ca- I, ca- I catch it a little bit sometimes when I travel. It's it'll be on, yeah. and then I I'll watch it. Mm. Yeah, it's been on for a long time. All right, so that's dumb. What about you? What would what would your business be or your so restaurant? I would open up the next big fast food chain. Mm-hmm. It's at the food court, every food court. It's called Welby's. And so you go, you walk past the Sbarro, and, and there's a hole. No, you don't. You don't walk past the Sbarro. You do lately because they've dropped in quality. But, man, nothing like OZD comes off a conveyor belt. But... There's so there's you go to Sabaro or the Ziti. Actually, the Ziti is what I used to always get when I worked in the mall because it was solid for what it was. Um, <laughs> wait, you don't go to Sabaro for your Ziti? It comes with a little garlic bread. It's dry. I just always get the pizza that they have to warm up. Now, see, I, and the secret to Sabaro pizza, uh-huh. tell them not to warm it up. Really? Yep. That's what ruins it. These are some mall zooms. Because I worked at the mall, and, and I worked at the time. mall too, but I didn't have a Sabara. Oh mall. yeah, I was, I, you know, I ran software setters and Babbage's and shit, so I had, I had a very limited. Choices. I worked at Musicland back in the day. I miss Musicland. Yeah, and I used to eat at um, Welby's. I used to eat at Hardee's. 
Ugh, nobody should eat at Hardee's. I know. Go ahead. So what it is is there's a there's a giant hole yes. in the food court, and um, you don't even know what they serve, but you have to go down down there to to order. Okay, is it crawling? And to it, it smells and it's wet and it's filth, <laughs> and there's an echo and there's lights that shimmer at the bottom. Every once in a while you'll see like the top of a dog's head, and uh, we have a punch card. So it's pretty good. <laughs> you just have to go down there once. Yeah. And you get a free meal. Yeah. So what's the, what do you guys serve? I don't know. I've never made it to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, beef. <laughs> um, not to be confused with Nobies, the, the Evil Dead food chain. Nice. Nobies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Professor Nobie, right? Yep. Henrietta Nobie. Yeah. Um, the town from the beast within, Naomi. Never hey. forget. Hey, there's a um a cellar in this movie. That's how the kid the kid survives somehow as everything goes haywire. The our our, our hydrologist hydrologist I don't makes it down to the cellar. By the way, he gets he gets exposed to a lot of shit. There's no way he's fine. He's not interested. The grass was trying to eat him. He was blurry. His body was blurry. I don't think it was interested in him because I don't think he was really part of the family or something. Okay. I think it was really fixated on the family. Uh, how'd that work out for Tommy Chong? Well, he was like, in a way, he was like family. He's like an uncle. <laughs> he did not do it. Well. I'm not saying that the otherworldly thing without remorse or feeling uh, didn't make mistakes. Okay, that's true. You know? That's the lesson I took from the movie is that it, it doesn't. It's it, it makes mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Space meteor. Um, so uh, there's something where oh you've been inserted into the story. Justin's in Colorado space. Uh huh. Where does your where does the tale take you? Fair enough. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. You don't have. It? Oh God! You can go. No, I don't. Where, who would I play? Yeah, what's happening to you in the storyline? Hmm. I would play. What about you? Oh, you're putting on me. You're putting a lot of. All right, so I'm. A, I work for the cable company. Because mm-hmm. there's been some complaints about the Wi-Fi signal. Um. So I I have a. There are a lot of complaints about the Wi-Fi in this. There are. I'm a, and it turns out I'm like a prepper. I'm a doomsday prepper. I'm right. loaded. Yeah. I don't go anywhere without, first of all, an arsenal. Second of all, K rations. For By the me. way, that's another one of my spices, prepper. Okay. I would also, there'd be no color to that either. Okay. Mm-hmm. K rations for days. Okay. Uh, I'll have, well, I'll, 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 I know the names of weird knives. Like, I know, like, the name of a knife. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Those, I guys, do. those guys will talk about what kind of like this. This there's a name for a knife. Right. It's like a Tonto knife, shit like that. That's mm-hmm. a kind of knife. Right. He knows all that. My character. So he's a badass. He pulls up in his van, it's loaded with food and guns for some reason and equipment, and um, nothing's happening. There's no meteor sight. There's no colors. There's nothing. Um, so I'm you know pretty pretty confident going to fix the cable. Uh, and then I see the kids sitting there looking at the well, and I freak out and leave. 
I just see the little kid staring at the well, and so, I shit myself. That's <laughs> and I leave. That's why the Wi-Fi doesn't get fixed. Yeah, <laughs> kid scared the dickens out of him. We didn't talk about the sheriff because do people do make it on to uh, to investigate? Yeah, uh, the sheriff later gets consumed by a tree. It looks and like he, get, he gets pat, punched in the face by a tree. Yeah. He gets hauled up into the tree, and then there's a, sh- a shot of it socking him one. Another, it's another kind of Evil Dead too. Yeah, some tree, some tree or one. arm, or, or one. one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you would be the guy, cable guy that just took took off. Or better yet, maybe oh. he did see some of the creepies. Uh, yeah, but when he saw that kid, he shit himself and <laughs> shit out and took off. <laughs> yeah. And then he got home and he just talked tough. Like he's like, Man, I've got I could have kicked some fucking ass with this Tonto knife. All right. <laughs> so I'd be the secondary meteorite that landed in the other yard. The the, the nearby neighbor. It's a microscope yard. first. Huh? It's a microscope first. What? Where you're playing a meteorite. So I'd as this so then this this neighboring family, they'd also be having sex. You turn it off? No. <laughs> and uh and I would, I would crash on their on their lands. Yeah, but I forgot to study. Like I didn't, I didn't really. My effects aren't as yeah, and I'm yellow, so first of all, not as cool of a color. Right. So, and then my only power is that I just make make like yellow things go kind of strange. Yeah. So like the bananas would be just harder to yeah. bite. Yeah. Right. I control dog pee. <laughs> You know, things like that, you know? And so I'd be like, I'm really fucking this family up. Yeah. They, they're they getting, like, peas floating around. The yeah. toilets aren't flushing right. Right. You know, I, there's not a whole lot of yellow shit, so, like, I'm limited. Yeah. And I never realized, like, you could just turn things. Because yeah. that's what the purple dude's doing, right? Right. So then I'm like, wonder what he's up to or what she's up to over there or it. Yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah. Of all the makeup. I think it'd be cool if you did, if you were that. And you didn't do much. That's what I am doing. But you did less. Like you just, their pastries were weird. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just yeah. the pastries. Yeah, it just like I'm, I'm, I really just my character would just be very consumed by making bananas tough to eat. You know, I'd watch Crawler out of space. And <laughs> did that's where you're going with that? Did you? Did Lovecraft talk? I don't see. I don't know. He did he talk a lot about white people? Yeah, bananas or anything like that. <laughs> if he looked jaundiced, so he probably didn't get enough of that shit. Fair enough. Him. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I just I'd be like the struggling, otherworldly meteorite. Yeah, powerless. Yeah, that's what I. I think that would be all right. Let's just end it there. What's your favorite meteor in films? Oh, that's such a good question. The one that Connery battled. The one Armageddon battled. The I'm one, gonna, the one that became a probe droid. There was a movie called Meteor. Remember? Sean Connery. He was in it. Star. We're gonna do it on here at some point. Was Mike Myers in it too? Mike Myers. I think you're thinking of something else. I'm not. What, what's Meteor? It's a movie from like the late '70s or early '80s. Where she, it's a disaster film. Where Sean no, no. Connery. There's a movie later. Meteor Man. No, Robert it's just called Meteor. I think. And it's, uh, I don't know that like one. He played this. Yeah, I think I might be right about this. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know what my favorite meteor. I guess um, oh, that's such a. You have to let me think about. I mean, the that. blob came in one. There's meteors. The one Edgar Bug. It, it didn't really though. The, 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 remember, there's a man-made. Edgar Bug, came in one. He did. 
All right, it's not important. You're on an island. Uh-huh. You've you've accumulated a vast array of debris over the over the years, right. um, and you have to take something from this movie to add to the collection. Right. It's a big one. Mm-hmm. You got to think of something special. You do. Hmm. It's tough. There's some serious shit in here. Man. I don't know. I could use. I could do a little of that. I guess I would take a little of the Tommy Chong's blue eye makeup. He's got a little Braveheart paint at one yeah, point. Yeah, he does. Yep. And it's very, very heavily for no. It doesn't make a lot of sense, and it, it's very different than because the the daughter starts her journey off in this film pre Alien, pre Cosmos, whatever. She has already got purple in her hair. Mm-hmm. Tommy's he's rocking blue. Yep. He's not rocking those colors. I take that. I take the blue eyeliner. Okay. I would you? take what is apparently the sharpest knife in existence. <laughs> the one that cuts. <laughs> cuts fingers like butter. Yeah. Because she doesn't really apply a lot of pressure, and those fingers just fucking vindicate. <laughs> they do, and they uh, <laughs> vindicate. <laughs> and they, uh, um, I, I do, I give them this. They didn't do anything with the, with the fingers. They they t- they reattached them. They didn't phantasm those fingers. No, they did not become a fly later. And they didn't get eaten by the dog, right? Which could have been a big big thing that, right. that would have grossed people out. But uh, or they didn't pitch for the A's in the eighties. <laughs> so I got that joke. But believe it or not, Raleigh Fingers. Thank you. I thought he was Padres though too. He may have. He's best known for his work with the A's. He's best known for a stash. Well, he's a Hall of Famer. And so. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, no, it's there it was a very sharp knife. They reattached those fingers. Yep. Well, we she, don't know that. She, no, she says that in the car, and uh, then for the rest know. of the film, she has this huge. Well, the bandage. Bandaged the hand. bandage grows when she absorbs sun. Yeah, it, it becomes does. a long bandage. It does. It's great. It still stays on though. It never comes off. I was expecting it to come off, and something be very strange under there. Well, have you seen Joey Richardson's real hand? Not good. Yes. It I looks like a younger it. version of Vanessa Redgrave's <laughs> fucked up finger. I have seen that hand. Oh. Yeah. In poker? Anyway, do you think we crushed it? <laughs>